All right, Justin. Well, we're back and uh, the market and the banking world and everything else hasn't uh, certainly hasn't given us any pause and uh, less things to talk about. That's for sure. So would love to uh, to jump in today. I think, you know, when I've been talking with clients throughout the week, one of the big things that just keeps coming up is, man, this seems like we're just going through a crazy time right now. It seems like my portfolio, uh, the stock side of the portfolio and the bond side of the portfolio are jumping all around the place. And is it perception? Is it reality? Should I be worried? All those types of things. So I'd love to just unpack some of that today. Hopefully give our clients listening some confidence in the way that we build portfolios and how do we mitigate some of this volatility. And I guess cut to the punchline, why are we not overly concerned about our client portfolios when we have this real short-term volatility? And, and volatility, let's define, right? When your part portfolio goes up and down and to what degree. So maybe we'll kick off there, Justin. I'd just love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, when you look into your portfolio on a daily basis, you know, what what should concern you? If anything, what makes you kind of raise your eyebrows, but then try to remind yourself of, of the long-term vision? Well, let me say first, you, yeah. sh- you probably shouldn't look at it on a daily basis, yeah, uh, in all honesty, just not good for, for anyone's mental health. But you you said the answer, the short answer, but we'll unpack it. And I think we, we I would even point people, hopefully you're listening to this podcast on a regular basis. We, we really hope it's beneficial to everyone listening. But we we've gone through a series over the last five to seven episodes, I can't remember exactly when we started, really just kind of unpacking how we think about building a portfolio, irrespective of what's going on in the market. And I think that's a, a really important point to highlight. We build portfolios as a cliche term, all weather portfolios, because we know we have high confidence that periods like this will happen. Sure. Portfolios are built to deal with this volatility, this price movement. And, and as such, we we are very much prepared. And so that's one reason why we don't worry about it. it the methodology that we've discussed in, in, in great detail really, really gives us confidence that the portfolio can withstand volatility. I think one of the things to put put a point on this too, or period, is each and every portfolio we construct is unique to the client. Often in our industry, there will be a little bit more of a cookie cutter approach where not necessarily one size fits all, but one size fits most type approach where you know, typically a 60-40 portfolio, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, 70-30. And it's all kind of dependent on your age and maybe like a questionnaire you go through as opposed to really honing in on what's important to you. If we applied more of that cookie cutter kind of model-based, more simplistic approach, I would be a little bit more concerned. I mean, it's a good solution to have a model portfolio, but if it's not specific to your needs and, and who you are as a family, as a person, then periods of volatility could give you some concern, right? Are you going to have the liquidity you need to get through spring training, right? We're wrapping up uh, spring training for our baseball clients right now. And the answer for us is we've planned ahead for this. So kind of what the market's doing right now doesn't really matter for that that specific priority. And, And we've planned for these other important priorities in our clients' lives accordingly. We're not taking risk with something that needs to be covered, an expense that needs to be covered within 
the short term, right? If it's an important priority, if it's an important goal for you, we're not taking risk with that. And then we take risk with capital that that we can, that we're comfortable taking risk with, that is not gonna need to be accessed for very, very long periods of time, if ever, in, in the case of multi-generational families, which we deal with quite a bit. And so I think those are just some, some kind of higher level uh, answers, I would say, to your question. Yeah, and I think it's a tricky thing right now because you know so oftentimes it's the stock market that will move up and down on a daily basis or a weekly basis, but we're actually seeing you know the bond market right now move quite a bit. And I think it's a good reminder to clients as you're listening, what Justin's talking about, really how we build your portfolios. We know some people have some tax liabilities coming up. Yes, if we were, you know, it's basically the reason why that bond portfolio or position is moving in value when you look in your Schwab or your TD Ameritrade account is because that's all based on replacement of that bond in your portfolio. But rather than worry about that, what we've done is we've bought that bond so that it matures, meaning that you get your money back from buying that bond plus the interest rate right before you're gonna to have to make that tax liability right. payment. So that's uh, for people listening, why Justin says, we don't really care about that short-term movement because we know we're getting our money back and we know we're getting the interest rate that we were promised when we first put the position into place. And so, you know, I think there's a little bit of noise on, on the bond side of a lot of clients' portfolios that hopefully this helps to explain. And then on the stock side, right? we have built portfolios so that we can go through that's why we get rewarded and i think going back to your earlier point looking at your portfolio on a daily basis i mean the the stats don't lie you look in your portfolio on a daily basis you look at the stock positions you're probably going to be 50 50 flip yeah, of a coin it's right. going to be up or down the data has actually gotten a little bit better uh that if you look at it on an annual basis you just look at it once a year the odds are 75% of the time it's going to be positive for the year, 25% of the time it's going to be negative. And then you go out to five years and it goes to 90% positive, 10% negative, all rough numbers. But I think the point is, is that we're not concerned about the short term movements because when we build the right plan, we have a lot more certainty over, you know, the performance of things to meet our future obligations, our future priorities. Right, right, right. I think it's, it's important to to revisit the long-term aspect of this, or, or maybe maybe that's not the wrong way to, to frame that. It's not to say don't pay attention to what's going on. You should pay attention, we pay attention. We really wanna ask ourselves, okay, does this make sense? Is there mm -hmm. logic in what's going on? And the unfortunate truth is there there is, because history is chock full of panics, of crises. And to your point, you you hit on this, and this is what I want to really make sure we we mention again and again is, if periods like this never happened, we actually wouldn't expect the stock market to give us such good returns that it has. Right. So yes, it it it's not fun to go through, and and they're natural questions, and you should ask those questions, and we ask those questions, and and we get comfortable with that, the fact that hey. This is actually a, a, a normal, if you will, quote unquote, normal part of the cycle to give us confidence that markets are still working. Markets are repricing. You could call it risk. They're repricing certainty or uncertainty, and they're trying to figure out what does the future look like. It's an unclear picture right now, but it's working itself out. And that's really what markets do. Um, and I, I think that hopefully that gives a little bit of sense on how we 
take periods of, of time like this and kind of digest it through the, both the lens of history, but also the lens of, let's call it financial science or financial math to say, hey, if we're taking risk with capital, this is part of that quote unquote risk. You should take risk where you can afford to take risk. And that's where the portfolio construction piece really comes into play, where we're, we're, we're not taking risk foolishly. We're not taking risk with capital that needs to be spent next year or within the next three months or whatever it is, or, or something that's really, really important to somebody, even in, in a longer period of time. We calibrate everything according to very intimate, detailed conversations with clients and, and invest accordingly. And I think that's a great point. I think, you know, I was talking with a client earlier this week and it was that exact point that if markets were just roaring right now in the face of a bank failure and multiple, you know, banks on the, on the brink, um, and inflation kind of where it's at, that's when we would be concerned, yeah, right? Like right. that's sitting here going, Oh shoot, like this market yeah, doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Right? Like there's so much negativity out there. Why are things just absolutely roaring? And I think, you know, this is a sign it's, it's difficult, but it's a sign of a well-functioning market. And I think like, I think the other part of this is disassociating feeling from fact or evidence uh, based on past history. I think about even our careers, right? Like a little bit older, I'll admit that than you, but not too much. So we all have lived through the same yeah. life events, but it's like, you know, we look at the turn of the century, you had, you know, the, the dot-com, but, uh, you know, kind of rise, all the technology Boom came bust, about. Yeah. I was telling somebody the other day, I went to high school without the internet, which is fascinating and dating. Uh, but you know, you have this rise and then you get the dot-com boom and then right on the heels of that, right. Unfortunately we have nine 11 and then we have a housing market crash and then we have the great financial crisis. And then we have the European debt crisis. And then we have a pandemic and we've got inflation. You start to look back over the 20 plus years and you're like, man, have we gone through some right. just crazy times. And I would feel for the person that tried to tried to move their portfolio through all those times. But what we do know is that if you positioned yourself appropriately, appropriately meaning you isolated the money that you actually could take a growth risk with and the money that you needed to make sure that was certainly there, you've been rewarded extremely well over the past 20, 25 years. And so I think that's when we're building your portfolios for those of you listening, that's what we're doing, right? We're giving you the best opportunity to take advantage of the best wealth building tool that's ever been created right. in my opinion and that's the us and the world stock markets right the growth in companies we want to be exposed to. i mean that that's a great illustration or narrative over the last 20 25 years where markets have faced a ton of adversity it's easy to to forget about those especially if you're a new investor it, it's totally um, common to forget about those but there's this great quote that i like to use quite a bit that markets climb a wall of worry. Now, they're not climbing right now, uh, um, unfortunately, but that picture you painted is really that wall of worry, right? Over a long period of time, markets continuously go up. And you can, you can slice and dice market history over the last 100 plus years and see very similar periods of time, right? There's not actually a lot that's unique about the, the last 25 years. We've arguably had some actually more extreme booms and busts, but nonetheless, there are booms and busts that that test market functioning. And and to your point, you've been rewarded to be a patient long term investor if allocated correctly. I mean, I think that's the thing that I want to make sure we kind of maybe conclude on, too, is that 
constructing the right portfolio is critical to realize the the ben- benefit of that generational uh, or that that wealth creation tool. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think hitting on that point you just made is at the end of the day, you know, it feels like we've been through a lot and we certainly have. But when you look back at history, if you study financial history, uh, these things happen. Uh, We never know what version or what's going to happen, right, to to lead to some of these disruptions. Nobody could have predicted a pandemic. Nobody could have predicted the, well, so I guess somebody, some people claim to have predicted the housing crisis. But these things, right, it's going to be different every time, but we know that we're going to have more in the future. I would right. say that's the one thing that we do know. And so really honing in, building the portfolio, so that way you can withstand those period of times and frankly benefit from those period of times. And that's really going back to your financial structure, having the right protective reserve in place, having the right fixed income, so bond to meet your short-term priorities, and then allocating the rest of your capital you know, in a very responsible way towards growth so it can provide for your future opportunities. And you get rewarded for all of this and obviously doing this all in a, in a very diversified way, which we've hit on in previous episodes. The last piece I just want to mention is when you are looking in your portfolio, also try to remember percentages and dollar amounts. You know, it's quite striking sometimes for a new investor to look and see their portfolio down $100,000. But if you have five, $10 million invested, right? Kind of remind yourself that this is a normal move. If you ever have a concern about that, by all means, we're here. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to walk you through that process. Make sure you have a good understanding, but it is all within normal, at least in the recent uh, few weeks, it's all been within normal, even with all we've been dealing with. So uh, we'll wrap up for today. But as you know, you can always shoot us a text at 602-704-5574. We'd love to address any questions you have on future episodes. And until next time, own your wealth, make an impact, and always be a pro. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision.